Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton Book 12, Lines 1 through 269 As one who in his journey baits at noon, though bent on speed, so here the archangel paused betwixt the world destroyed and the world restored, if Adam aught perhaps might interpose. Then, with transition sweet, new speech resumes. Thus thou hast seen one world begin and end, and man, as from a second stock, proceed. Much thou hast yet to see, but I perceive thy mortal sight to fail. Objects divine must needs impair and weary human sense. Henceforth, what is to come I will relate. Thou, therefore, give due audience, and attend, this second source of men, while yet but few, and while the dread of judgment past remains fresh in their minds, fearing the Deity, with some regard to what is just and right shall lead their lives, and multiply apace, laboring the soil, and reaping plenteous crop corn, wine, and oil, and from the herd or flock, oft sacrificing bullock, lamb, or kid, with large wine offerings poured, and sacred feast, shall spend their days in joy unblamed, and dwell long time in peace by families and tribes under paternal rule. Till one shall rise of proud, ambitious heart, who, not content with fair equality, fraternal state, will arrogate dominion undeserved over his brethren, and quite dispossess concord and law of nature from the earth. Hunting, and men, not beasts, shall be his game, with war, and hostile snare, such as refuse subjection to his empire tyrannous. A mighty hunter thence he shall be styled before the Lord, as in despite of heaven, or from heaven, claiming second sovereignty and from rebellion shall derive his name, though of rebellion others he accuse. He with a crew, whom like ambition joins with him or under him to tyrannize, marching from Eden towards the west, shall find the plain wherein a black bituminous gorge boils out from underground, the mouth of hell. Of brick, and of that stuff they cast to build a city and tower, whose top may reach to heaven, and get themselves a name lest, far dispersed in foreign lands, their memory be lost, regardless whether good or evil fame. But God, who oft descends to visit men unseen, and through their habitations walks to mark their doings, them beholding soon comes down to see their city, ere the tower obstruct heaven towers, and in derision sets upon their tongues a various spirit, to raise quite out their native language, and, instead, to sow a jangling noise of words unknown. Forthwith a hideous gabble rises loud among the builders, each to other calls not understood, till hoarse and all in rage, as mocked they storm. Great laughter was in heaven, and looking down to see the hubbub strange and hear the din. Thus was the building left ridiculous, and the work confusion named. Whereto thus Adam, fatherly displeased. O execrable son, so to aspire above his brethren, to himself assuming authority usurped, from God not given. 
He gave us only over beast, fish, fowl, dominion absolute. That right we hold by his donation. But man over men he made not lord. Such title to himself reserving, human left from human free. But this usurper, his encroachment proud, stays not on man. To God his tower intends, siege and defiance. Wretched man! What food will he convey up thither, to sustain himself and his rash army, where thin air above the clouds will pine, his entrails gross, and famish him of breath, if not of bread? To whom thus, Michael. Justly thou abhorrest that son, who on the quiet state of men such trouble brought, affecting to subdue rational liberty. Yet know withal, since thy original lapse, true liberty is lost, which always with right reason dwells twinned, and from her hath no individual being. Reason in man obscured, or not obeyed, immediately inordinate desires and upstart passions catch the government from reason, and to servitude reduce man, till then free. Therefore, since he permits within himself unworthy powers to reign over reason, God, in judgment just, subjects him from without to violent lords, who oft as undeservedly enthrall his outward freedom. Tyranny must be, though to the tyrant thereby no excuse, yet sometimes nations will decline so low from virtue, which is reason, that no wrong but justice and some fatal curse annexed deprives them of their outward liberty, their inward lost. Witness the irreverent son of him who built the ark, who, for the shame done to his father, heard this heavy curse, servant of servants, on his vicious race. Thus will this latter, as the former would, still tend from bad to worse, till God at last, wearied with their iniquities, withdraw his presence from among them, and avert his holy eyes resolving from thenceforth to leave them to their own polluted ways, and one peculiar nation to select from all the rest, of whom to be invoked, a nation from one faithful man to spring, him on this side Euphrates yet residing, bred up in idol-worship. Oh, that men, canst thou believe, should be so stupid-grown! while yet the patriarch lived, who scaped the flood, as to forsake the living God, and fall to worship their own work in wood and stone for gods. Yet him, God the Most High, vouchsafes to call, by vision, from his father's house, his kindred and false gods, into a land which he will show him, and from him will raise a mighty nation, and upon him shower his benediction so, that in his seed all nations, shall be blessed. He straight obeys, not knowing to what land, yet firm believes. I see him, but thou canst not. With what faith he leaves his gods, his friends, and native soil, Ur of Chaldea, passing now the ford to Haran, after him a cumbrous train of herds and flocks and numerous servitude, not wandering poor, but trusting all his wealth with God who called him in a land unknown. Canaan he now attains. I see his tents pitched about Sechem and the neighboring plain of Moreh. 
There, by promise, he receives gift to his progeny of all that land, from Hamath northward to the desert south, things by their names I call, though yet unnamed, from Hermon east to the great western sea, Mount Hermon, yonder sea, each place behold in prospect as I point them, on the shore Mount Carmel, here the double-fountained stream, Jordan, true limit eastward, but his sons shall dwell to Sanir, that long ridge of hills. This ponder, that all nations of the earth shall in his seed be blessed. By that seed is meant thy great deliverer, who shall bruise the serpent's head, whereof to thee anon plainlier shall be revealed. This patriarch blessed, whom faithful Abraham due time shall call, a son and of his son a grandchild, leaves, like him in faith, in wisdom, and renown. The grandchild, with twelve sons increased, departs from Canaan to a land hereafter called Egypt, divided by the river Nile. See where it flows, disgorging at seven mouths into the sea. To sojourn into that land he comes, invited by a younger son in time of dearth a son whose worthy deeds raise him to be the second in that realm of Pharaoh. There he dies, and leaves his race growing into a nation, and now grown suspected to a sequent king, who seeks to stop their overgrowth, as inmate guests too numerous. Whence of guests he makes them slaves inhospitably, and kills their infant males, till by two brethren, these two brethren call Moses and Aaron, Sent from God to claim his people from enthrallment, they return, with glory and spoil, back to their promised land. But first, the lawless tyrant, who denies to know their God, or message to regard, must be compelled by signs and judgments dire. To blood, unshed, the rivers must be turned. Frogs, lice, and flies must all his palace fill with loathed intrusion and fill all the land. His cattle must of rot and murin die. Botches and blains must all his flesh emboss, and all his people. Thunder mixed with hail, hail mixed with fire, must rend the Egyptian sky. And wheel on the earth, devouring where it rolls, what it devours not, herb or fruit or grain, a darksome cloud of locusts swarming down must eat, and on the ground leave nothing green. Darkness must overshadow all his bounds. Palpable darkness, and blot out three days, last with one midnight stroke, all the firstborn of Egypt must lie dead. Thus with ten wounds the river dragon tamed at length submits to let his sojourners depart and oft humbles his stubborn heart. But still, as ice more hardened after thaw, till, in his rage pursuing whom he late dismissed, the sea swallows him with his host. But them lets pass, as on dry land, between two crystal walls, awed by the rod of Moses so to stand divided, till his rescued gain their shore. Such wondrous power God to his saints will lend, though present in his angel, who shall go before them in a cloud and pillar of fire, by day a cloud, by night a pillar of fire, to guide them in their journey, and remove behind them while the obdurate king pursues. 
all night he will pursue, but his approach darkness defends between till morning watch. Then through the fiery pillar and the cloud, God looking forth will trouble all his host and craze their chariot wheels, when by command Moses once more his potent rod extends over the sea. The sea his rod obeys. On their embattled ranks the waves return and overwhelm their war. The race elect, safe toward Canaan from the shore advance, through the wild desert, not the readiest way, lest, entering on the Canaanite alarmed, war terrify them inexpert, and fear return them back to Egypt, choosing rather inglorious life with servitude, for life to noble and ignoble is more sweet, untrained in arms, where rashness leads not on. This also shall they gain by their delay in the wide wilderness. There they shall found their government, and their great senate choose through the twelve tribes to rule by laws ordained. God from the Mount of Sinai, whose gray top shall tremble, he descending will himself in thunder, lightning, and loud trumpet sound ordain them laws. Part such as appertain to civil justice. Part, religious rites of sacrifice, informing them, by types and shadows, of that destined seed to bruise the serpent, by what means he shall achieve mankind's deliverance. But the voice of God to mortal ear is dreadful. They beseech that Moses might report to them his will, and terror cease. He grants what they besought, instructed that to God is no access without mediator whose high office now Moses in figure bears, to introduce one greater, of whose day he shall foretell. And all the prophets in their age, the times of great Messiah, shall sing. Thus laws and rites established, such delight hath God in men obedient to his will, that he vouchsafes among them to set up his tabernacle, the Holy One with mortal men to dwell. By his precept a sanctuary is framed of cedar, overlaid with gold, therein an ark, and in the ark his testimony, the records of his covenant, over these a mercy seat of gold, between the wings of two bright cherubim, before him burned seven lamps, as in a zodiac representing the heavenly fires. Over the tent a cloud shall rest by day, a fiery gleam by night, save when they journey. And at length they come, conducted by his angel, to the land promised to Abraham and his seed. The rest were long to tell. How many battles fought, how many kings destroyed, and kingdoms won. Or how the sun shall in mid-heaven stand still a day entire, and night's due course adjourn, man's voice commanding. Sun, in Gibeon stand, and thou moon in the vale of Ayalon till Israel overcome, so call the third from Abraham, son of Isaac, and from him his whole descent, who thus shall Canaan win. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, t'will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.